morning. Meg Ladding is announcing her retirement from international cricket. Dominant player for a long period of time, the best in the world. Captain through a period of phenomenal success for Australia. The titles are immense. There are peak moments leading the team to that T20 victory at the MCG in front of 85,000 fans. The pinnacle of it. She's at the MCG later this morning to announce her retirement. Peter Lawler has just broken that story. He's going to join me in a few moments' time. It's Oaks Day, a Thursday with a different kind of rhythm in Melbourne. There was that unforgettable day in 2004 when 110,677 of us were at Flemington on a work day. And it was as if the whole class had wagged school on the same day and when we all saw each other at the chatty bowl playing the pennies, we knew the gig was up. There'll be about 45,000 patrons continuing the Melbourne Cup Carnival reverie today. It, it does strike me as a day, as an event in that is crying out for reinvention, a twilight meeting after at least most of a day's work is done. But for the moment, tradition holds sway with the first at 12.40 and an excellent Oaks at 5.10 this afternoon. James Cummings and James McDonald combine with the favourite, Zardozzi, who gained admirers in defeat in the wakeful. Gay has the two front runners, Amazonian Lass and Tropical Squall. They'll put the race on. After the Richmond boys ran second in the cup, the Hawthorne lads are going to take their turn with served cold in the Oaks. The Sydney Philly Athelflaed caught the eye on Saturday, while Damien Oliver will attempt to add an eighth Oaks to the mantle on his farewell lap aboard Baselina. You might recall that for the past three years, Hamish McLaughlin has tipped us the trifecta and even the first four in the Oaks, so he's the carryover champion. He'll be back to risk it all as the morning unfolds. So a little bit of racing to flavour our day. Glenn Maxwell remains the toast of Australia. It felt like the nation had Maxie's double century on continuous repeat yesterday. And given that it happened sort of between 2 and 3.30 in the morning, there was a progressive awakening as people caught up with the events on Fox Cricket. The chance to fully appreciate and process an unforgettable innings. It's captured better in the Daily Telegraph than in his hometown. Super Maxi is on the back page. Images of his 10 sixes and his triumphal broad smile pose at the end. This is the best of sport. When you marvel at greatness in real time and then try to place it with, with what you've seen before. Great innings have danced through our heads over the past 24 hours. Near incomprehensible individual feats. It's the water cooler talk. It's the debate on any worksite over the drip tray. We're pondering Viv Richards, Dev, Glenn Maxwell, Dean Jones with Glenn Maxwell from all those years ago in a tide test. Mike Atherton concludes his musing, sometimes you can't account for genius. It's a perfect line. What will endure? So the fraught moments early when Maxwell might have been out, what, two, three, four times before he even got to 40, that'll add to the long-term legend. The stand and deliver hitting enforced by crippling cramp. Maxwell fronted up like that batter on the end of the lever of that test match game that we all had as kids. Very upright, stiff, still. But if you push the bat through with the right flourish, you could give it one hell of a whack. And then there's the sheer courage to continue as his body failed. I suspect that is what will continue to enhance as the years go by. If you try to quantify greatness in this sort of thing, you need 
the size of the score and the records broken. So those are your, that's your foundation point. And then there are style points for spectacular hitting, and this has got it in all sorts of different ways, including unorthodoxy, which I think helps. The circumstances of the match and the magnitude of the occasion, so this is at a World Cup with a semi-final spot at the line, so that's high, and you need drama. And this has got lashings of drama. So on all of those fronts, this maxes out. It was a strange one because I was cramping in my, one of my toes, which was sort of going up the front of my shin. And then as I sort of set off to try and get down the other end, I cramped in my that calf as well. So I was cramping both sides of my lower leg. And as I went, oh, no, I'm cramping, I cramped in my left hamstring at the same time. So I was like, I've got both legs, and then I had a back spasm when I hit the ground. <laughs> so I was just like full body, just in pain. But um, once I sort of calmed my breathing down and had the physio out there and sort of talked me through it, um, what it was going to be like, and had one person pushing my foot, one person lifting my leg. It was a strange... I've never been in a position where I've had full body cramps like that and I sort of felt it coming on um, a few hours before that and was just hoping that I could sort of get through. And uh, once, we, once we stayed at um, the same end for a couple of overs, I felt like I was starting to get a little bit of movement back, but um, it actually probably made the whole job a little bit more simple. I wasn't sort of um, overthinking the situation. I just knew if I got a ball that I could hit, I'll try and hit it. It's pretty cool. As I said, it's, it's so fresh at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm a bit numb to it. Um, it was great. It was great fun. It just felt like it was me and Patty just having fun out there, and um, I'll probably reflect a little bit more over the next few days, and hopefully recover and get some movement back in my hamstrings and calves. But um, it's a bit raw at the moment. Glenn Maxwell, after giving us so much yesterday that we still ponder today, ping through your thoughts throughout the morning. Did you used to go to the Oaks? Do you still go? What what? What innovations have you had to make? What excuses have you had to offer to be able to get there today?